Hi. Hi. They don't seem related. Whatever you say, families are complicated. Uh, Monica, you want to fill Carol in on your working theory? Uh, yeah. Um, hi, Captain Marvel. It is so good to see you, Lieutenant Trouble. You too. And it's Captain Rambo now. Right. Sorry. So what's new? Where's my sister? Yeah. I'm thinking that our joint exposure to these unsteady jump points and our susceptibility to electromagnetic energy has temporarily entangled our world lines. Yeah, that right there. Uh... Entanglement? Our light powers are entangled, so we switch places whenever we use them at the same time. Which would mean Kamala... When did you get powers? I walked through a radiation shielding barrier of a witch hex and now I can manipulate and see all wavelengths of the electromagnetic spectrum. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this is issue 109. There's heat, there's flames, there's lava Volcanic, rock comedy, it gets manic Oh, I know what I'd rather When I pick up the mic, it's power When I pick up the mic, got powers When I pick up the mic, it's power When I pick up the mic, got powers Alright y'all, so we're going to get into some Marvel's talk, specifically The Marvel's, the 2023 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics featuring the characters Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel Monica Rambeau and Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. This movie was, of course, produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. This is the sequel to the film Captain Marvel from 2019. This is a continuation of the miniseries Miss Marvel from 2022, and the 33rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, let's take a let's let's stop there. Diving right into this. This movie, I think, was clear that it was a Captain Marvel movie, but it, it involved the other ladies to such a degree that it felt like a shared movie. There were certain moments, um, and of course, this is all spoilers, so if you don't want to be spoiled, go see the movie, then press play. Um, specifically, the Andar scene that really drove it home for me. Well, a lot, a lot of it. Now that I'm thinking about it, a lot, a lot of it. But I bring that up to say, Kamala wonderful carol killed it but why in the hell do they not include that this is also a continuation of wandavision and this is a genuine question is it not mentioned because we got the multiverse of madness which was like immediately following those events which i see that and i think that would be a good kind of jump off point to say yeah this is a continuation because wanda is the main character but monica premiering in WandaVision and being a character there, not the main, well, one of the main, she was, she was the main. This is the, like, this is also a continuation of her story. Like I get that Multiverse of Madness is a continuation of Wanda's story from WandaVision, but Monica, her story continues directly from WandaVision. Yes, she's done other stuff in the meantime. Hell, when they open up the movie, she's in space in an astronaut outfit. Uh, suit rather but I don't know I just think that's odd that that's not how I'm seeing this also um, touted as the continuation of the events of WandaVision 
So, I don't know. That's that's just pretty interesting to me. So, anyways, this film was directed by the wonderful, beautiful, melanated, moisturized, and oh-so-educated Nia DaCosta. She co-wrote the screenplay with Megan McDonald and Alyssa, I may butcher your name, uh, Karasik. Now, this stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Deanna Paris as, Deanna, Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, and Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. This is alongside Zawe Ashton, Gary Lewis, uh, Park Si-Joon, Si-O-Joon, uh, Zenobia Shroff, Mohan Kapoor, um, Sagar Sheik, I believe that's it, and Samuel L. Jackson in the film, Danvers, Rambo, and Khan team up after they begin swapping places with each other every time they use their powers. Now, Rain Coleman, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, TikTok, Carefree Blurred, Instagram, Carefree Black Nerd, YouTube, Carefree Black Nerd. Now that that is out of the way. Oh, also, use the hashtag CBNPod. <sighs> Let's address the negative first. So, this movie has been getting shit even before it came out. Uh, I cannot remember, time is not real, but I cannot remember how long ago those first images and then that first like teaser trailer dropped. But I do remember all of the hate and the bullshit and vitriol and unnecessary blah, blah, blah. It looks like shit, woke agenda conversation that was going on online. Nobody fucking cares. Um, for me, I could care less if you hate this movie or not. But what I can say is when there's legitimate critique, like I didn't like it because of X, Y, Z, it's like, okay. But when your argument about hating this movie begins and ends with the woke agenda, as I say in air quotes, you've already lost the plot of the movie and real life. So I don't care about none of that shit. This was a really fun movie. This was a fun ass feature film. Um, there was a particular demographic that was intentionally uh, absent from this film, and that is what we're seeing as probably, not no probably, more than likely is, the source of all of this frustration and hate and vitriol about this movie. I saw a compilation of TikToks that were nerds rating the movie low and how disgusting it was and it wasn't good and they were all men men of a certain demographic and this is why i say you lost the plot because you don't have to like this movie nobody's making you like this movie. nobody's forcing you to like this movie but see if i don't like something i can tell you why or if i cannot articulate why then i just keep my mouth closed unless you ask me if i liked it if you like, let's say apples, you love apples, and I say, hey, why do you love apples? If your answer isn't, oh, they're crisp, um, they're nutri nutritious, I love the color, but instead your answer is, because they ain't like them nasty-ass bananas, who the fuck want to eat a banana? Then you don't really like apples. And that's what I feel like when I see people shitting on things like this so again i i do i want to be clear i'm not saying you have to like this movie i'm not saying this movie is going to appeal to everyone you can hate this movie but my concern is people act as if comic book movies and properties ip toys comics books uh tv shows cartoons and all that is so frivolous and so unserious when it's the things that they don't like but if this was a Captain America movie, if this was a Batman movie, you motherfuckers is losing your mind behind, oh, how great this is. 
And I think it's very dishonest to have that mindset when there is a literal industry built off of this. I'm not talking about the movie industry. I'm talking about specifically comic book related properties and films and IPs and TV shows to act as if to use the argument like, oh, this shit is just for kids. It's fucking ass. And it's ridiculous as hell. And to say anything about a woke agenda is is equally as as dumb and flawed. If you don't like this movie because you don't like the acting, if you don't like this movie because of the color, if you don't like this movie because of some of the decisions made with the script or with the plot, like that's something entirely different. But again, to rest on the bullshit dog whistle that is the woke agenda, it's like, what are we doing? Like how, how, where we lost, we lost somewhere along the lines, but I say all that and I got all the negative stuff out the way early because it's funny to me after watching this movie, well, even going into it, going into this movie, I am not a hater of women. I'm not a hater of diversity. I'm not a hater of queer folks. I'm not a hater of any of that shit. Um, but I didn't go into this movie with high expectations, not because I thought it was going to be bad, but just because me, myself personally, I've been admittedly separate from comic book culture for a few months specifically mcu related things like like talking about it for real i just haven't been i haven't had the energy or the desire or motivation and i knew i wanted to see this and support you know with the strike ending uh just a couple of days ago on the ninth and having these ladies, I think they had like, what, maybe two days to really like promote the film. I'm not saying, oh, I'm going because when I buy this ticket, you know, all of the issues of the entertainment industry are 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 gone away because my ticket matters that much. It was more or less. <clears throat> let me give this a shot. The shit I've been doing ain't been working. The the just disillusion with. The culture has not been doing anything, but and now this movie has come out. The strike has ended. Let me go and check it out. Um. So that being said, I, I, I bought my ticket, showed up at the theater, expecting to you know watch a run of the mill Marvel movie. And when I tell you, within the first couple minutes, I was like, "There's no way, y'all truly think this is a bad movie. There's no way. Like I know you got to be lying to me." Um, and then the more the movie went on, like I went through the range of emotions. I was sad. I was happy. I was excited. I was a little nervous. Uh, I, there were some jump scares in there. There were some moments that pulled at your heartstrings. And all in all, it was a really fun movie. And that's the thing that kills me. Because how can you watch something like Guardians and see all the fun from fighting and shooting and banter and fighting the villains and making fun of them and colorful costumes and shit and not see that that's what this is this is a team-up film between three women who was kicking ass and colorful costumes and going on at a cross um cross cosmic cosmos space adventure it was fun so when watching it and those like the the soundtrack like come on the the choices that were made with this movie were spot on so i'll wrap up the the negative reaction here it was a really fun movie i enjoyed it and the fact that some like so many people of a certain demographic didn't it was like damn it must suck to be that miserable 
Because I can watch any goddamn thing and have a good time. But y'all, I don't know. Stiffen that upper lip, motherfucker. So, in this film, written by Nia DaCosta and directed by Nia DaCosta. Marvel um, had confirmed the plans to make this sequel to Captain Marvel in July of 2019. Now, the development, it did start in January of 2020. um, And this was like right after the, the, I think they started working on it right after WandaVision, uh, which was in 2021. Now, Brie was supposed to return from the first film as Danvers and DaCosta was hired to direct in August. And I know there was a video and if I can find it, I'll I'll, uh, put the audio in here. But there was a video of Nia discussing like the way the film was pushed back for so long as she had other projects that was waiting and she couldn't wait for Marvel. For me personally, it was literally just that they moved the date of the film four different times. And so instead of it being a two year process, which I was deeply (laughs) committed to, it became a three and a half year process. So every time the date moved, and they knew the entire time that I had an obligation, a greenlit movie with people who were waiting for me. And I pushed that and I pushed it again. And then I pushed it again. And then eventually we all knew like, okay, if this pushes again, I'm not gonna be able to be in LA uh, to do the rest of this um, in person. So we just figured out a way to like do it remote. We figured out the best process. And actually at the time that I left, um, to go to London to start prep on my next film, uh, everyone was so clear about what the film was, what we wanted, everyone knew what I wanted. Um, so it really wasn't the, the dramatic <laughs> sort of thing that I think people are feeling like it is. So. Now with that, uh, DaCosta was hired to direct, that was in August. In December, Tiana was revealed to be reprising her role as Monica Rambeau from WandaVision and also um, Iman Villani returned as Kamala Khan from Miss Marvel. Now the second unit film began in April of 2021 in New Jersey and the title referring to the three characters and their similar abilities was revealed in early May. Um, let me see. Um, I know the Marvel. Okay, so they the movie premiered in Las Vegas on November 7, 2023, and was released in the United States as a whole on November 10th. Now, this was part of phase five. Um, the MCU, we we up to five phases, y'all. Now, the film. Okay. The film is listed as a very significant box office bomb. Grossing 110.3 million against a budget of more than 200 million, that it also received mixed reviews from critics who praised DaCosta's direction and the chemistry between the three leads, but criticizes plot and lack of cohesive storytelling. Now, I guess I got to mention the negative again. So, if your issue is the plot and the storytelling, for me, this movie worked. If it didn't work for you, I think that is legitimate. Like, if you can point out. You know, the things that did not work for you, that's very different. I don't, again, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying if you don't like this, fuck you and you are a plague against nerd culture. No, that's not the case. I, now, maybe if I sit with it a bit longer, I could find more things that I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And there were some parts of it that felt a little forced, but they aren't things that I think took away from the movie. Like, there was one point after... Um, Captain Marvel had kind of yelled at Miss Marvel and they were back together on the ship and getting rid of the the scrolls helping them find a new home and Kamala was walking towards the exit of the ship with the rest of the Kree towards Carol and she bent down 
to hand this little Cree child a like stuffed animal and was like, yeah, Captain Marvel's going to take care of this. I promise you. To me, that felt clunky because it felt like, wait a minute, what this feel, this is taking me out of the movie, like that specific part. Because I was like, well, why did it happen in that manner? And it, it, it felt like you were giving me a presentation. It felt like I'm about to bring my baby cousin to the front of the class so that they can tell you a funny joke. It didn't feel like I'm in the back of the class with my baby cousin having a conversation and you overheard my joke, which I don't know why I went to that example, but but like the way it, it was shot and the the way in which it happened, I was like, what does not have made more sense if Kamala and that young child, Kamala had been consoling that young child throughout the entirety of that particular scene so that when Valkyrie showed up to take all the scroll to Valhalla, not Valhalla, um, what they should call it, wherever she lived on the Rainbow Bridge, like would it not have made more sense to then zoom in on Kamala while all of the adults are walking towards the camera, have her say this and then have Carol over here. And because it just, it felt, I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. None whatsoever. So, um, but even moments like that were so, to me, few and far between that I can't fault you if that was an issue for you. I can't fault you if the storytelling and the plot, but for me, it worked. And I'm not even saying that it's a perfect movie. I enjoyed it. But if you found issue with some of the other scenes, whatever, let me know. Because I, you know, I like to know maybe, uh, and I don't think I'm looking at it with things, um, with the lens of like, I'm just going to like it because it's diverse. No, I truly enjoyed the movie. So, that being said, ha the other thing I, I want folks to like really think about, which I think we're getting away from, and it's going to sound so bad, but bear with me, like critical thinking. So this movie had a low box office turnout. Uh, how, like, what did y'all expect? We quite literally just came off of a strike the day and a half before. Who was running to the theaters to see films at all. And this movie had, was already set up for failure by nature of people hating women, hating diversity, having it be this catch-all thing of, oh, this is wokeness and a woke agenda, the political climate that we're in now, hell, all the shit going on with Israel and Palestine. Like, like how do you not, how do you not look at the larger picture and say, Okay, maybe there's other factors at play. And I'm not even making excuses. Like, I, I have no dog in the fight. I enjoyed this movie. Whether y'all liked it or not, I went and I'll go again and I'm going to go again. So, I'm not saying this to say because I like it. Hell, I didn't go see the Flash movie. I wasn't interested. I don't know the numbers. But let's just say, for example, sake, it bombed. I would still be cognizant enough to know that the the behavior that has been exhibited by the lead of that movie and the handling of that franchise and that property by Warner Brothers has really affected people's view on that movie especially when you have a whole nother version of that character that's more loved from the TV so whatever like we're not going to get into the numbers of the flash but I'm saying that to say whether I like this movie and these characters or not whether I champion diversity and inclusion or not the fact of the matter remains this movie was not set up to do well because so many motherfuckers hate women 
So many motherfuckers hate quote unquote wokeness, which is just, again, a dog whistle for we hate diversity. So I just think that a lot of people are not considering what other factors could be at play. Now, if it, if it's just a terrible movie to you, then it's just a terrible movie. But like, there's no way that you could watch this movie start to finish or even shit halfway in and be like, this sucks. This is not a fun movie. In the same way that Beyonce is a phenomenal artist. You can hate her all day long. You can not like her music, but there's no way that you can look someone dead in their eyes and say, she's a terrible artist. I don't like, not don't like, that's strong. I'm not a fan of Taylor Swift. I have nothing against the girl. I'm just not a fan. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and out of my mouth, tell a motherfucker, Taylor Swift, she's a uh, fucking horrible. She doesn't make any money. I don't know why anyone's a fan of hers. Even if I'm not a fan, I understand the appeal. I understand, like I can look at Taylor Swift and her, whether I believe she's mediocre or she's phenomenal, I can look at her and her body of work, her career, the trajectory of like what she's been doing, what she'll probably be in the future, look at her fan base, and I can see, no, this woman has a particular kind of talent that appeals to a large group of people, even if I'm not in that group. So I say all that to say, like, there's no way you could watch this movie and be like, this isn't fun. This isn't a good movie. Even if it isn't your idea of fun, you. Do you not see the appeal of the movie? I don't know. So there's that. So that's that's something that um, I just don't understand how how that's not considered as well. And I'm like, damn, is it that they're women? Is are, like what? What are you talking about? Like we already had the uh, what is it? Um, Endgame, Infinity War. When we had that damn sisters is doing it for ourselves as fucking part in the fight where the, where every female woman character in the MCU came together to fucking high five and whoop some ass. Like that was forced. This was a beautiful movie that um, was a natural progression of these three characters. Like that is uh, how you could hate that is beyond me. So anyways, now um, with the collapse of the supreme intelligence, this leads to a civil war among the Kree species. Now, I would say for me, and I was like, maybe this is because I didn't watch Guardians, that la the holiday special in the last Guardians movie. I said, but this was, it was a little confusing, not so much to pull me out of the movie, but the Kree scroll, um like civil war issues whatever now I, I caught on to what was happening so I'm, I'm like i'm not dense i can pick up context clues but i was like why why are these motherfuckers fighting what is up with this peace treaty but again the movie having not seen the others right before this one did not pull me out of the movie what was a bit odd for me was you motherfuckers can shapeshift why y'all not turning into like a vision <laughs> And I know it's it's a budget thing. This is live action, so you can't have everybody turn into uh, Captain America and and acting a fool. But I was like, yo, y'all feel helpless, and I do not like that. Like y'all have now, with the caveat of I only watched the first two episodes of Secret Invasion. I did not, I did not care. That was amongst the unmotivated time of my nerd experience. But I was like, what the, what, what you motherfuckers like infiltrating Earth? And like impersonating all these damn important people. What why do y'all feel so helpless? And that that frustrated me a bit. That frustrated me a bit to be quite honest. Um there was also this thing with 
Carol being the annihilator and in that being someone who essentially wiped out or almost wiped out the whole race of the the Kree. And I think it's my bad that I didn't rewatch Captain Marvel before watching this because I know that some of it is like probably weaved in Guardians or whatnot, but a lot of it would have maybe made a little bit more sense to me had I went back and watched um, Captain Marvel uh, first first film. But that aside, I still think I understood uh, the movie. I still think I did a good job, but I know that if I go back and watch these properties, there'll be more that will make a little bit more sense to me. Now with Carol being the annihilator, because she destroyed the Supreme Intelligence, which in uh, Marvel Comics, it is um, this artificial intelligence that is the ruler of the Kree. Now, with the Supreme Intelligence, it takes the form of the the that the individual would respect the most, kind of like Galactus. Like, it just takes the form of what you need to see. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And I wonder if it was intentional with the Supreme Intelligence being ai because carol even said she said they were worshiping ai and i'm like i that can't be a mistake like with all of the hell that we've gone through with the emergence of ai getting to the level of popularity and ease of use that it has been um just coming off the writer's strike that was a big part of the negotiations and the issues and the reason for the strike to begin with um and, and we're not, AI is nothing new. Like we've seen the movie Machina. We've seen um, AI, the movie Artificial Intelligence with that little boy who see dead people like iRobot. Like that, none of that is new. But the way it was addressed, I wondered if that was always part of this movie. But in this, she was the annihilator who just pretty much wiped out the creed. That shit was wild as fuck. I was like, God damn. And so when the character Dar Darbin, who was actually a male character in the comics, but was gender bent, and I, I think maybe race bent as well. My issue was her account of what Carol did, of her being the annihilator. I didn't know if I was looking at an unreliable narrator. And that's what had me a little taken aback in the movie. And it's not an issue of the movie. It's me. I had not watched any of the other Marvel things that came right before this. Loki, Secret Invasion, Guardians, the two Guardians movies, and Thor. So I was not equipped. Because even her um, friendship with Valkyrie kind of had me cock my head to the side. It's like, damn, did she show up in Thor? And I just, because how else did these motherfuckers meet? But wait, yeah, because they weren't in, was Valkyrie in Infinity War. I don't look y'all. All this shit run together at some point. So I was like, damn, are we dealing with an unreliable narrator where she hates Carol? Because the, even the way Carol was depicted when she was considered the annihilator, destroying the supreme um, intelligence, she was darker. Like she had her glow about her. She had that little kind of cow helmet thing with the with the mohawk thing. But her aura, though it glowed in 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 like yellowish gold. It was still very dark compared to someone's like, maybe this is just the, the depiction that Darbin has of her. But no, lo and behold, she was a fucking killer. <laughs> Carol was a killer. So that part, um, I think I'd have to watch again so I could see with the knowledge that I have, does this make a little bit more sense? And that's where they kind of I'll say I was like, OK, this it makes sense, but it makes sense in a way that feels like, why didn't we see this? And then it led me to think, well, maybe this showed up in a different 
property, but then I'm thinking that's that just that can't that can't be. There's no way. What other movie would she have had to display this level of genocide? It wouldn't have been in Thor. It wouldn't have been in Loki. It would like it like this so many like when so I it didn't happen. They like gave us the flashbacks and all, but like God damn Carol. So Carol essentially her issue with uh Monica was like, Look, my mama died, I blipped away, you weren't there and all of that was really good. Honestly, nothing in this movie was new as far as storytelling is concerned, and that's not a dig at it, because there are only so many stories that exist. It's just the um the 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 things around it that makes it what it is it is the accessories you add to it um where is this a heist movie sure but is it a superhero heist is it a heist of all women are we still in diamonds are we still in plutonium are we still in a newborn baby who belongs to the kingdom and is the next in line like nothing no story is new there's not one story that's being told that's a new story so don't think that's a dig against the movie but i was like i don't know that that's the part that kind of took me down but i think um darbin i don't know if if this is a me thing or a movie thing so walk with me with darbin and her her goal to get her land back her her her, her um planet back to inhabitable condition for her people she was going on this like galaxy wide tour to like steal from other places. And it came out that she was going to places to steal their resources, like their atmosphere, their water, their sun and this and that. And it was all places that Carol loved, where people who she loved were there. And I thought that was very smart, but I will say the part that's like, I don't know if it's a me thing or a movie thing, I don't think I understood that initially, which I don't, I think, I think it's fine because we are like Carol is aware, but there hasn't been another movie with her. Uh, Monica learns this and so does Kamala. And so they're essentially the audience surrogate, really main, mainly Kamala, because though Monica is as well, she is still has a particular level of understanding that does not need to be explained to her. And so when all of this happened, I was like, man, I love mysteries. I love true crime. I love trying to figure out what's going on in movies and TV shows before the end. That's not something I would have guessed, but I don't think that that's inherently a bad thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that was inherently a bad thing with the movie. I just thought that was interesting that when it came out, I was like, okay, this does make sense, but maybe there's something missing with like the annihilator for me personally. Cause they said annihilator more than enough times. Like it was clear that these people felt some kind of way about Carol and she didn't like that name. But I was like, there's something missing for me, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that maybe did I need more of the annihilator scenes? Did I need to see more destruction? Um, maybe it's because Carol, left earth and just been off doing her own damn thing which truly i don't know what the contracts are looking like but y'all tell me does does it one do you think this is even necessary and then two do you whether you think it's necessary or well whatever let me know do you think that there could have been or should have been a carol danvers captain um marvel 
series and even mini series like six episodes like i'm not even asking for anything extensive it just feels like that's a character that's set up to lean into the weird and odd and cosmic where you can have that jack kirby levels of fantasticalness in six or eight episodes even if they're just 20 minutes 20 23 minutes apiece because she is off world doing any and everything. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Because for this to be a, a Carol Danvers movie. I just. I don't know. I wonder if you could watch Captain Marvel. Then watch Infinity War. Then watch this movie. And would it feel like a complete story? That's my question. Hmm. So let me know. And if you're someone who has watched everything and has been up to date, you know, at least this entire year, what was your thoughts when watching this movie? Like, did it feel cohesive to you um, with Carol's story? Because it sure did with Kamala's and with Monica's. Carol's, I, I don't know if I can give it the critique of it not being cohesive because I don't know if that's part of not seeing Carol for so long or if it is. Like, cause we, cause when we watched Monica and we watched Kamala, we watched them week to week. We saw a lot of them. It wasn't just a two hour movie. So that's why I'm wondering if my feelings surrounding it, if they're even, they're legitimate cause they're mine, but I wonder like, are they based in the absence of Carol or are they based in the movie not doing a good job? of depicting Carol's story. I don't know. It's just something to think about. So there were tons of folks in this movie. Uh, Brie Larson, of course, reprised her role as Carol Danvers. I think she did a good enough job. I know uh, a lot of folks, you know, had issues with her and her portrayal before, uh, but I think she did a really good job. I think even if you are someone who wasn't a fan of hers, and I don't even say you have to like her, if you watch that first Captain Marvel movie and you watch this, a lot of the characters felt like they had some uh, some some growth and and had fun. Um, I know some of the critiques about her from the first movie was like stiff and stoic and boring. I never got that from her. Um, I guess because I understand like the neurodivergence of it all, not saying that Carol is neurodivergent, but that and like social anxiety and again, not putting that on Carol, but stating that there's so many different ways to exist. And so the way that Brie portrays that character never bothered me, but this movie, I'm like, oh, I can see the growth from that first role to this one. Same thing with Monica. Monica felt consistent from WandaVision, but it was adding that family dynamic of your Aunt Carol and you've been gone. How do we rectify this? How do we deal with this as a group or as a collective when the the one piece of glue that really hold, held us together, my mother, is no longer here? And then I have these angry feelings surrounding you, surrounding my mother's death. And, and then on Carol's side, it's like, are you running from your past? Which she is because she revealed like I'm I'm known as the Annihilator and I could not come back to Earth to see you, to be with you with that title attached to me. And I, I know there was some complaints about that particular line of thinking, but I'm like, that makes so much sense to me. Like if you if you feel as if you have this evilness about you or this mark against you that has tainted your own view of yourself and you have this precious person in your life who is waiting for you like how do you 
How do you show up for them and be authentically and 100 percent yourself and be there for them for support that they may need when you are this terrible person like by your own thoughts are this terrible ass person? So it's like, no, that makes a ton of sense. Um, I think I wish they I think I wish. No, I do wish <laughs> that they would have kind of lingered on that a little bit more. And, I, and that may be part of where my confusion frustration gray area came in with carol being the annihilator because to be quite honest i want well where would you have fit that in because i'm thinking like where could more annihilator scenes be put in and were they even necessary to be added i don't know i don't know but i did like that reunion um i thought the ladies did a good job i thought the awkward familiar relationship part of it made sense and within all that kamala stole my heart she is the heart of this film kamala iman she is phenomenal i enjoyed her show i enjoyed miss marvel but she she did it for me here um beautiful young lady i think she's writing the miss marvel comic coming up and kudos to her. And also, I did not know that her and Kevin Feige like <laughs> were at, at each other's necks about this um, Earth distinction. Because she's like, this is not the 616. The 616 is the comic universe. Which is like, I think we all have said that at one point or other. Why try to make the movie universe 616? It makes no sense when there are distinctions for the movie, movie properties to begin with. Don't try to force that into the main continuity. Like us nerds who know like we know and I, I i think that most of us probably do not accept that distinction secondly there's a distinction for a reason like when you look up these different earths like if i look up you know um Ilyana rasputin which earth is she on from the fox universe or what earth is captain america on or even hell we just had the multiverse of madness like why try to make the movie universe the 616 it doesn't make sense Kevin, stop it. Stop it, sis. Now, this movie was damn good. It was fun. There were so many moments where I was ready to get up out of my seat and start throwing ass in the circle. This shit was fun as fuck. This was a good movie. Um, the music was really good. The costuming was really good. The uh, cinematography was really good. The effects were really good. Like, all in all, it was a fun movie. And fun in a way that could be enjoyed by the whole family. Nick Fury was very much on his black uncle at the barbecue type shit. He just felt very different in this movie than he had in others. And I had this conversation with John of the John Fick Podcast. And we were talking about how Nick Fury felt different, felt a little bit more... Uh, black coded than he has been in other films. Not to say that he's any less black in the other films, but just how he seemed to be a bit uh, lean into it a little bit more. Um, and my takeaway was that very thought is the reason why we have issues in comic book movies, specifically MCU, because there is the scrolls. And there are years, decades even, of films and properties. And we could just as easily say, well, maybe Nick in continuity was just a little bit more comfortable. He up in age. He already know what he's dealing with. And it's just like, whatever. But then there's also that element of 
the director, the director is a black woman. Perhaps there were some notes that were made or some freedoms that were given or something that is very different from um, a uh, white male director. And I mean, maybe that's nothing and maybe it's everything, but I think that that's the thing, that very idea of Nick being a bit more black coded to me is an issue well not even issue because i feel like that seems negative is well kind of sort of an issue because again because we do have scrolls and we have people who can impersonate other people and there can be this whole big storyline of all the heroes you thought were the heroes were actually weren't the heroes they were actually deans aliens it's like if there's if there's not beat for beat consistency with the character which one things are going to be different sam jackson is not the same person right now in 2023 than he was in 2022 he um same thing with brie larson tiana Parrish, and everybody also bodies changed the world has changed the different directors different mood the, the film being pushed back a couple of times maybe there is pieces of him that have been kind of frankenstein together from different uh cuts of a scene so i'll say all that to say that I, I think I may be going doing like a nerd overload overhaul thing where I'm like I'm 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 piecing out and nitpicking every single part of his character and others when maybe it's not that deep maybe it's just simply hey he's here and you know he he still sounds like he's one sentence away from saying motherfucker you know um so that I don't know, let me know if you thought that Nick Cannon Nick Cannon where the fuck am I if you thought Nick Cannon as the young Nick Fury was a little bit more uh, leaning into his uh, black uncleness than he has been in, in previous properties. Um, the other thing is Kamala's family. When I tell you the cons were whooping ass, that's one thing I absolutely loved about this movie. Her family. And I don't know if it is simply they did a great job or I'm not accustomed to seeing a Pakistani family in that particular light or role in TV, which I don't think that's the case because if that family had been white, Chinese, uh, Japanese, Samoan, black, I feel like the way that they acted, like the things that were done would have been the same. They would have been acted differently. The culture would have been a little different, but I feel like I still would have probably been clapping in my seat. But Kamala's mama, oh, she stole the show for me. There's one scene in particular where the ladies, the three leads, were switching bodies early on. And they were in Kamala's living room with her mom, her dad, and her brother. And one of the Kree soldiers, because it was two of them that popped up with Kamala when they switched bodies, was fighting the family. They was whooping ass. The family was you know, picking up household items and, and fucking them up. And then Goose was there eating chairs and shit. But... One of the Kree soldiers had a spear and was like headed directly to Kamala's dad's face. He was on his back on the floor. The way her mom jumped in, over, like it, this, that scene, that that portion of the scene was so quick, rapid fire, but it lingered, like it stuck with me. Cause I was like, my God, like she don't fucking play about hers. That's her man. That's her family. You not finna beat her ass. Miss Khan is not here for the bullshit. And of course, Brie, not Brie, excuse me. Captain Marvel stopped the spear so it didn't reach them. But it, I don't know if others, if that's, if that portion of the scene stayed with other people, like it stayed with me, but baby, 
I will go back to see that movie just to see the Khan family whooping ass. One of the issues I had with it, and I use issues loosely because, like, whatever. Um, Kamala's sister-in-law, her brother's black wife, was not in this movie. And I was thinking, like, yeah, you, you can visit your family even after you're married. You don't have to have your partner with you at every waking moment of the day. But I was like, damn, it would have been nice to see her, too. Because um, she is the family. And especially because we have the found family amongst the Marvels. Uh, oh yeah, we. I wish we we would have had her, but I don't know what scheduling was like. I don't know what contracts were like. I don't know what anything on the back end looks like. This is just me being a fan, wishing that she would have shown up in the movie. Um, she was mentioned when the brother spoke to her when his iPhone was still working while he was on this uh, space shuttle. <laughs> but you know, there's that. All in all, really good movie, fun movie, great soundtrack. Um, I may. Do a more spoiler heavy breakdown. I know I have a uh, a vlog, a video day, a movie night, movie day vlog. Jesus Christ, a vlog about my um, experience watching the movie and getting to the theater, and you know all that good stuff. My initial reactions, and I'll link that in the show notes. But my goodness, you talk about a good fun movie. I'll tell you how good this was for me. I have been a little stressed. I have been a very unmotivated to put out content, to put out podcasts, to like it's I've been forcing myself to uh, just consume more media. And even that has been at a, a slow snail's pace. But this movie, I kid you not, restarted, jumpstarted, ignited my desire for Marvel. Like I was truly at a point where I was like, I'll probably make it to the end of the year and not consume any true comic book content, any true Marvel content. And I'm fine with that. But watching this movie sitting in that theater, I was like, oh, I got to go back and watch Loki. I got to watch Guardians. I got to watch the Guardians holiday movie. I got to watch the Thor movie. I got to watch everything um, because now like I'm back. I'm here. I have to consume this. So I... I, I think that is a testament to how well this movie was done. And it, it just felt fun. Like, it's been a while since, even with the continuity of it all, like, oh, if you don't know this, 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 and that, even it still felt fun. I just listed off all the properties that I had not seen that maybe would have made this a an easier watch. But I still got the story. I still enjoyed it, so I don't know, man. I'm. I think this is a really good movie, and uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever ranked the Marvel movies. I might, I might do a ranking something. Y'all, let me know where would you rank this movie? Even if you hate it, like if you're like, oh, it's a hundred out of ten, <laughs> that's fine. Let me know. Use the hashtag CBNPod. I want to know what is your ranking on the Marvels. <laughs> So we're going to kind of leave things here. This has been, it's, it's been fun. It was a fun little ride. I hope you guys uh, saw the movie and enjoyed it. And if you didn't, uh, you know, hopefully the next project is something that you do enjoy. Uh, that's that. So I think we, we, we've been spoiled for so long with comic content that I don't want us to lose sight of us having this content. Like, I, do, I don't want that to be the case because I never revel in the um, the 
poor box office sales or the uh, poor reception of movies. Like even if the ones I don't like, it's like whatever. I didn't like it, but whatever. It's like I, I feel like it's really nothing to celebrate. But also at the same time, I don't give a fuck celebrate that shit. Like these companies don't give a damn about us. But I do want us to have more diverse movies like this because uh, this was just fun as fuck. Oh, before I forget, Carol Danvers being the princess of that Aladdin um, uh, Earth or planet. That it was like 96% water. And then her uh, husband, that Asian man, that motherfucker was cute. That was like a, that was, that was so, like everybody in this movie truly were, they were beautiful people. The fun of that nation or world communicating in song was not lost on me. Like I need to see if that's part of the soundtrack and if it's streaming because that was a fun song that was a fun scene in the midst of a very though comedic action still pretty heavy movie so kudos to them there um i don't know i don't know we'll, we'll wrap it up here that was really fun um the prince <laughs> singing to communicate and then when he stopped singing, Monica was like, well, why don't he have to sing? She was like, oh, he's bilingual. When I tell you I cackled in that theater, like how silly is that? But whatever, I'm here for it. So all that being said, y'all, uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the movie. If you didn't, I hope you enjoyed the next project. And if not that, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, have fun with something you do love. Um, but if you want to reach me, hit me up on Twitter and on TikTok. TikTok? TikTok. TikTok? TikTok. Hit me on that clock app. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter at Carefree Blurred. And if you, um, YouTube and Instagram is Carefree Black Nerd. And, uh, spend the night with me. Don't care what we read. Just as long as it's comic books. Spend the night with me. Don't care what we do. Just as long as you stay carefree, nerdy, and geeky. And I'll check you guys out on the next one.